evening, folks. Happy Tuesday to you, and thank you for coming back and joining me tonight on Next on the T. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and tonight I'm excited to share two of my favorite guests with you and, and Mitchell Lawrence and David Abelese, plus welcome PGA professional Jason Haste to the show. This is going to be Jason's first time joining me. You hear me talking every week about Mitchell Lawrence and his wonderful podcast, Talking Golf Getaways, which you can find on golfnewsnet.com as well as on Audio Boom, Stitcher, and really just about every place that you can find podcasts online. You're going to find his show. He and his co-host, Darren Bunch, they travel all over the world and let us know about great places to play, stay, and even eat sometimes when you're there. And not long ago, they reached an important milestone, their 100th episode, which we'll talk about. And as you probably probably remember from previous times that Mitchell has joined me here on the show, he exclusively plays Hickory Shack Clubs now. And one of the great players from the 1920s is connected to at least one of the clubs that Mitchell has in his bag. We'll talk about the story behind the player whose name is on his mashy niblick and a whole lot more when Mitchell joins me here in just a few minutes. Following Mitch, I'm going to get a return visit from TaylorMade Golf CEO David Abelese. David has been a fantastic guest every time he's been on the show. Their M3 and M4 twist face drivers have been a huge success on tour so far this season. Guys like Dustin Johnson and Justin Rose, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Jason Day, all getting wins hitting those clubs so far this year. Tiger Woods is also using an M3 driver, and you see the distance he's getting from his driver. So a lot to get into with David. We'll talk about equipment. We'll talk about golf balls and a whole lot more, and uh, he'll join me on the show a little bit later on in this half hour. And then we'll round out tonight's show with a uh, visit, like I say, from PGA professional Jason Hayes, and Jason is the director of golf at Buffalo Dunes Golf Course in Garden City, Kansas. He's doing some wonderful things with junior golfers out there. Plus, he spent a lot of his career, just about all of his career, in northern Texas and Kansas. So he knows a thing or two about playing in windy conditions. So we'll get some tips from him about how to play in the wind. Do we need a different strategy when we're playing into a headwind or a crosswind? So we'll talk about that. And like I say, a whole lot more when Jason joins me a little bit later on in this hour. So a lot more great stories and information coming your way again tonight on this edition of Next on the T. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking the journey with me over the next hour. But before we get started, since I've already talked to you about Mitchell's show, well, let me remind you about his four-minute younger brother and our good friend Matthew Lawrence and his show Backspin Golf, which airs Sunday mornings from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. It's my regular Sunday, 8.03 a.m. Tea Time. It's broadcast on WLXG ESPN Radio AM 1300 up in Lexington, Kentucky. You can stream it live by going online to WLXG.com or by downloading the WLXG app. Matthew's fantastic. It's it's a great way to start your Sunday mornings. I listen every single Sunday morning. It's uh, like I say, it's it's the way that I kickstart my Sunday mornings. Again, it's called Backspin Golf, and you can find it on WLXG.com or by downloading the WLXG app. And folks, as you know, we are sponsored by the French Lick Resort. Let's hear a word from our good friend Steve Rondonero about the great things they've got going on up there. Play legendary golf at French Lick Resort, the only place in the country where you can play courses by two Hall of Fame designers on the same property. Our Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses offer two very different challenges. Experience them both and save with our Hall of Fame package. Our two historic hotels are unique as well. Cap it off with a fun visit to the French Lick Casino. Check us out online at FrenchLick.com. Bring a group and save even more. 
play legendary golf this season at French Lick Resort. Yeah, folks, be sure to go online to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself what a wonderful place it is and to book your stay as well. And as you've heard me talking about over the last several months, Club Hub Sensors, the best portable shot tracking and swing analysis golf device out on the market. Other shot trackers tell you what happened. Club Hub's going to tell you what happened and why. Take the progress that you make on the practice tee directly to your rounds with the only device of its kind that can go on the course with you. I have Club Hub sensors on all of my clubs. They screw right into the tops of your grips. And I can tell you, since I put the Club Hub sensors on my clubs, I've learned more about my swing and all of the data surrounding it than I've learned over the 40 years I've been playing the game. Because not only do you get GPS distances to the hazards and the green, but after your round, you can look back at the images and light and the layout of every hole in the course that you just played and see exactly where and how far you hit every shot. No other GPS tool on the market captures that and lets you go back and review your round the way the Club Hub app does. It's available for Androids or iPhones, and the app keeps track of your swing speed. Of every club in your bag, you tempo your angle of attack, plus you get a 3D view of your swing as well. And again, no other rangefinder can do all that for you. Go over to clubhubgolf.com to order your set of Club Hub sensors today and enter the coupon code NEXT to get 10% off on all products at checkout. Again, clubhubgolf.com, enter the coupon code NEXT, and you're going to get the best GPS and swing analysis tool on the market for a great low price, and you're going to see your game in a whole new way. Please also check out our friends at the Bobby Jones Apparel Company by going online to bobbyjones.com. Their summer collection is out, and the shift in seasons is an opportunity to change things up layer upon layer. They've added some great details, fresh colors, new additions with genuine, enduring character. They make style easy. Find carefully coordinated outfits in a variety of colors and options online by going to bobbyjones.com. All right, now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is Mitchell Lawrence. And as you guys know, Mitch has become a wonderful friend of the show and of mine. You hear me mention his show every week at the top of the show because it's fantastic. It marries golf, travel, and even food sometimes about the best golf resorts in the world. Again, his show is called Talking Golf Getaways. It's available online by going to golfnewsnet.com or on Audio Boom, and like I said a minute ago, just really about just about any place you can consume a podcast, you're going to find it on there. And I'm very jealous of the places that he and his co-host Darren Bunch have been to and the courses they've got to play. Uh, early in his career, Mitchell was an actor, and you've seen him on TV or in movies, places like Santa Barbara, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, One Tree Hill, which my family has been watching for a while now, Dawson's Creek, From the Earth to the Moon, one of my all-time favorite miniseries on HBO, and a host of other TV shows and movies. He's an amazing individual. I'm so thrilled that I get to have him back with me again tonight here on Next on the T. Good evening, Mitch. Thanks for coming back on the show. <laughs> wow. Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm you good. Are, you, are just, uh, you are just unbelievable, my friend. <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, it is great to be here, as always. <laughs> So, I don't think people, Mitch, as somebody who does this and has, wait, as somebody who's done this for a living, for a long time, I hope your listeners really appreciate how great you are at this. And I, I mean that sincerely. I'm not blowing smoke here because I've I've done this, I've worked with a lot of people, and there are just few people who are as good at what you do as you are. So well, let's get I appreciate that out of the you way. saying that, my friend. I appreciate you saying <laughs> that, my friend. Okay. So, Mitch, first of all, congratulations to you, right? Century mark reached on uh, Talking Golf Getaways. Huge 
testament to you and Darren. You celebrated your 100th show, and you did it in grand style with Matt Janella. So talk about uh, yeah. the Century Market, what it means to you guys. Well, you know, th- this all started um, really a couple of years ago. I'd been doing podcasts for a long time by myself. Um, and it got to a point where Darren and I had become such good friends. We had my podcast, which was called Golf Connections, was on the Golf Getaway site, which he was running at the time. And uh, we just got to a point. We were traveling a lot. We were going to great places. We had an amazing time together. It's one of those friendships that's grown out of golf, as you know where you just wind up finding somebody who's a kindred spirit in so many ways. It's just a joke. And we would always go to these places, and we'd have a great time. We'd laugh a lot. We'd have deep discussions, the whole thing. And at a certain point, a much longer story, but we we realized that there really wasn't anything in all the podcasts and all the shows that dealt specifically with golf travel, which is mind-boggling. It was to me then, and it still is. And so we talked about it, and we hooked up with uh, now another great friend, Ryan Ballingy at Golf News Net, um, and we just decided to go ahead and do it. We said, we have such a great time, and the one thing that all golfers have in common, and I don't care who you are as a golfer, the one thing you have in common is that you travel to play golf. It may be 10 minutes down the road, it may be around the world, but every golfer travels to play. So we just started, and we didn't know where it was going to go. We thought if we have fun, other people will hopefully listen. And uh, all of a sudden, as you said, boom, 100. And uh, it was kind of a big number for us because we didn't know when we started if we'd get there. Uh, but it was fantastic, and we've had so many great people on the show. And Darren and I do some shows alone, and we just have a blast. We just get going and, and talk. Um, and as you said, we were... Lucky to have Matt Janella join us and really honored to have him join us because of all the people who take part in our game and spread the word, uh, I think it's pretty apparent that not only is Matt the most visible of all those people, but I've known him for a number of years now. I I met him just after he started with the Golf Channel. And uh, we've had a lot of great talks over the years, just he and I. And when I got in touch with him and asked him if he'd be on the show for our 100th and 101st episodes, he was thrilled, and so were we. And um, I think they're among all the ones we've done. And I said this to Darren after we hung up. I said, I don't know that I've ever done uh, an interview with somebody about golf that was as deeply moving in terms of, of his passion and what he's about as a person, not just as a golf person, but as a person, than that episode with Matt Janella. It just really blew me away. Still does. So anyway, it was great. I hope people can listen to it. Uh, they can find it, you know, and listen to it and judge for themselves. But it really was a great, great episode to celebrate the anniversary. Mitch, one of your most recent episodes was about Cabot Cliffs up in Nova Scotia. I love the picture of you on the love seat looking out at the ocean with the green behind you. Who knew golf courses in Nova Scotia had love seats on them? But it looked awesome. Talk about Cabot Cliffs. Yeah, we, um, Darren and I have been to Cabot yeah, Links, uh, is the name of the resort. Cabot Links was the first course there. It's in Inverness, uh, on Cape Breton Island. And uh, we had been there when that opened, and we got to go back last summer and when the cliffs opened, which is the new core Crenshaw design. And uh, Cabot 
is just an unbelievable experience. You know, I had never, all the time that I was kind of starting to grow up and play golf in all these different places, Nova Scotia wasn't really someplace that was on my list. And then uh, once they opened the first Cabot course, the Lynx, uh, it was designed by a guy named Rod Whitman, uh, who's a fantastic designer. And and the, the whole experience of going to Cape Breton Island, and I, I can't talk about that enough. The whole island is mind-blowing. There's a bunch of great golf courses all the way around the island, and they have what's called the Cabot Trail that you can drive around the island. Stunning scenery. And then you drive into this little town called Inverness, and it's it doesn't look like anything. It kind of looks like you're just driving through this little Canadian town. And uh, through there's a guy named Ben Cowan Dewar, who's the guy who first really started to push it. Uh, and then a, a number of other people got involved and jumped on board. And the Cabot Lynx, the first course, completely blew us away, just totally blew us away. And then they added the Cliffs course, as I said, with Corin Crenshaw a little further uh, away on just an absolutely stunning piece of property. And the work that went into that one, as soon as they they had shown us the land when we went up the first trip, they were talking about putting another course out there. And as soon as we saw it, we said, oh, man, this is going to be, if you're a golfer, this is just going to be heaven. And we went up, and it, it was true. Uh, and so this last episode, the episode on Cabot that we did, it was just Darren and me talking about um, Cabot. And we actually decided to do nine things we love about Cabot. Uh, and then we went out on a little bit of a limb because we played the cliffs course a bunch of times while we were there that week. And we said, you know what? We're going to, we're going to suggest five things that we think would make, as Darren put it, which I thought was great, that would make Cabot Cliffs even more amazinger because the first, <laughs> the first dive was amazing. And so we just kind of went out on a little limb and we said, here's five things that we think would add to the experience. Um, and they were very kind about it. And, you know, I think everybody who plays says, this is great. What about this? Why don't you add this? Why don't you do this? Uh, so we had, that was the episode. And it turned out to be an hour. And we laughed a lot and had a lot of fun. And the memories of being at Cabot, uh, I mean, if I could go every summer, I would just be there. I, I literally, both of us literally love it that much. It's, it's there's so much to recommend it that it's hard to actually put into words. You just have to kind of go there and experience the the courses, the hospitality, the food, the hotel. Uh, it's a very small kind of hotel. It's nothing big and ostentatious, but it's perfectly designed. Um, and it's just a, it's a, it's a fantastic experience. And just to add to that, Golf Digest top 100 courses. It ranked number nine, number one. Mm -hmm. in Canada. So that's how great it is. And folks, please go check it out online by going to cabotcliffs.com. And uh, it looks like an absolutely amazing place. Good for you guys. Yeah. And, and, and just briefly to mention what you talked about, that that picture of, of, you know, that's behind the 18th green at Cabot Cliffs. And we played the first time and we came up and all of a sudden you see these couches and chairs up on this rise. <laughs> which in all the golf courses I've ever played, I've never seen. And it's the most so perfect seriously. spot to sit. Yeah. Wow. Seriously. I mean, they're there. You finish your round and you can go and grab a drink 
and sit up on these couches uh, overlooking the this magnificent water and setting and watch the sunset. And I didn't want to leave. I just wanted no to doubt. <laughs> yeah. So your most recent episode is about Stream Song, another fantastic resort. Mm-hmm. Talk about the golf course and your experience there. Well, for us, again, it was interesting. We had both been there before. Uh, and Stream Song opened, it's about an hour and 20 minutes from, uh, Orlando. And anybody who's been to Florida knows that pretty flat and it's, uh, central Florida and you just kind of drive away from Orlando and you're out there in the country and driving around, nothing going on. And you turn off and you still feel that way. And then you come around a bend and you look up and you see what I think is the most interesting and unusual lodge that you've ever seen at a golf course. Uh, and that's the lodge at Stream Song. And so on our first trip, that's the first site we saw, and it completely blew me away. It looks almost like an industrial park building from the outside. And uh, it was built by a guy named, uh, designed by a guy named Alberto Alfonso, who's a Cuban-born uh, designer, and he's got offices around the world. And I have rarely, if ever, come across anybody who has done a more magnificent job with building a place for golfers to stay. Uh, it's a complete experience, and everything he designed into it, there's 216 rooms at the lodge. Everything that's involved in this lodge was carefully thought out relative to natural elements, uh, the prehistoric past of this area, which is what makes Stream Song what it is. Uh, it was a phosphate mine, mine, and it was mined for many years uh, in the 1800s and into the 1900s. And because of the mining, they would dig out all this phosphate, and they would take everything that they dug out and just kind of dump it. And so as a phosphate mine, they closed it down, and there were all these dunes from the dirt that they took out of the earth to mine the phosphate. And phosphate is natural fertilizer. And what's happened is over the course of many, many years, this amazing vegetation has grown on these dunes. And so you're in the middle of Florida, but you're experiencing landscaping that almost reminds you of Scotland, which is pretty mind-boggling. Wow. And they opened Stream Song. Yeah, they opened Stream Song with two a really amazing um, set of designers, Tom Doak and Corin Crenshaw. And they had two courses that they built. And at the time, they got to each have a parcel of the land, and they did it. They designed these two courses and built them at the same time, which I don't know that that's ever happened anywhere, really. And these designers, too. I mean, Tom Doak is unbelievable, fabulous, Gore and Crenshaw. And so they came away with the red and the blue. The red is the Core Crenshaw, and the blue is the Tom Doak course. And they opened those two up, and instantly you've got an amazing golf resort. So we had played both of those and loved them. Uh, truly different and and just amazing, amazing place to play golf. And then when we went back this last trip, it was because we wanted to experience the third course that they opened, which is called the Black. And it's uh, a little bit away from the red and the blue. And Gil Hans designed it. Uh, most people would know Gil Hans's name from designing the Olympic golf course. I mean, he's done a ton of other stuff, too. He did uh, Trump Doral, and he's, he's done 
a lot of courses, people can check it out. Um, but the black is completely a different experience. It is an epic golf course. The scope of this course is huge. And there's tons of sand everywhere. And what Hans did with it, it's already become kind of controversial. There are some people who feel like it's too big and too much. There are other people like Darren and I who were just blown away by it. The green comp, they're huge greens. There's humps and hollows and bumps and rolls, and uh, you have to experience it just to really get a feel for it. But that's why Darren and I wanted to go down this time. And, um, I mean, we could spend a whole show just talking about the black. Both of us were staggered by how great we, it, we thought it was and how much we enjoyed it because it really brings in what we think is the most important part of the game and why we love Lynx golf so much in that, which is the fact that it is not a target game. It's a game of chance and a game of luck, even on well-struck shots. And that's what it offers. Um, there's, there's, anyway, to have the three of these courses at the same spot at Stream Song, in addition to what both of us feel is the best place if you're a golfer, the best lodging that you can stay in. When I tell you that the rooms at Streamsong at this lodge, Darren and I both said uh, the uh, podcast went up today. And on the podcast, both of us said <laughs> what we thought at the time when we first stayed there, which was if we didn't both have happy families, we could both live here in this room. <laughs> That's how good the room is. It's just magnificently designed, big, um, I, I can't even, you have to go and look online to see what the rooms look like. But, and they have great restaurants. The bars are incredible. Uh, they now have at the black, they have a thing called the gauntlet, which is a big putting course and something called the roundabout, which is a quick kind of at the driving range, a quick bunch of holes that you can play to warm up. Total experience. And it's an hour and 20 minutes from Orlando. I mean, it's incredibly easy to get to. So the thrust of, of both the Cabot and this was just Darren and I talking about what we love. And these are two places that we absolutely, absolutely love. And I want to give a shout-out to, relative to Streamsong, to Kemper Sports, who manages Streamsong, as well as most of the other great resorts in the country. Because whenever you see the name Kemper Sports on a property, you can bet that they have thought of everything that you as a golfer want. I mean, they're, they have their hand in Bandon, they have their hand there, they, you know, they're, they are really the, the real deal. And, uh, between Kemper and the director of golf, who's a guy named Scott Wilson, who's fantastic, the teams they put together, just everybody, you know, if you feel like I'm raving, it's because it's worth it. It's worth the trip and you won't want to leave. That's how good it is. So let's take that idea and uh, a step further, and not just about that location, but when when you think about golf, right? I mean, I, I'm sure, and I don't want to make you pick, you know, hey, what are the top five courses that you played and that sort of thing. I, I want to kind of expand it out to the travel and lodging piece. What are some of the towns, Mitch, that you've been to that have a great vibe and just were a lot of fun, which made the golf trip or the golfing that much better because you got to hang out in these great towns. Well, I think the one for me in terms of the United States, I mean, you know, Scotland and Ireland is a totally different story because to me, golf is an integral part of most towns and cities. So that's a whole different vibe, but uh, we're getting, we're getting some of it. 
we're starting to get some of it. Um, the first that jumps to my mind is Pinehurst, because the the village of Pinehurst, between the lodging and the restaurants and all the different possibilities, uh, that lends itself to what is obviously great golf and the home of American golf. So for somebody like me who loves history and likes to have a good time when I'm with my friends and go out at night, Pinehurst has pretty much everything. Um, places like Streamsong and Bandon don't really have a town. They don't really have a city, you know, that they, that you can hang your hat on. You can get in the car and go into Bandon, which is a great little Oregon town. Uh, and like I said, you're an hour and 20 minutes from Orlando, but that's kind of, you don't want to be leaving the Streamsong property. Uh, I would definitely say Pinehurst is number one on my list. Uh, as far as places I've been where you can go and have a great, great time. You know, there's other places. Chicago has great golf. Uh, there, uh, you know, there's places like that, but, but the place that really, if I had to say one spot which combines a great village, it would be Piners. Got my next guest, Taylor Maid, CEO David Abel. He's hanging on the line. Mitch, one more before we let you go. Talk about your Hickory Clubs here for a minute. And as I've been doing more research <laughs> as, into as you're getting ready to as you're getting ready to have David on and tell him, it's perfect. <laughs> but as, Hi, David. as I've been looking more into the the history of golf and going back to you know Bobby Jones's era and and learn more about the guys that you know played against him in the in the 20s and and the 30s and you know early part of the Masters and all of that. One of the players that uh, I've recently talked about on social media is McDonald Smith, perhaps the greatest player to never win a major. And you snap a picture Correct. on top of that of your mashy niblick, which has his name stamped on it. Talk about who he and his brothers were. Well, McDonald Smith is a really interesting character, um, and I actually have an entire set. They're not original McDonald Smiths. They're what were called duplicate McDonald Smiths, and they were made based on the clubs that McDonald Smith used. He was from Carnoustie, as was the rest of his family. He came to the United States, and as you said, was but, I mean, he played on the PGA Tour. He won 24 times and never won a major. Uh, the thing that always got to me, because his brothers, Willie and Alex, uh, they were all great golfers, but he finished second at the Open Championship to his brother, uh, Alex, in 1910. I mean, can you imagine? Just think about that for a while. These guys are from Carduce. They go, they play around the world, they come back, and then you wind up going and you have a great chance to win and your brother wins it. Now, you talked about my brother Matthew at the beginning of the show. I'm trying to imagine right. the two of us in that situation. <laughs> I'm dreaming, obviously. That never happened and never would. But um, I just found McDonald Smith. He's one of those guys that a lot most people don't know about. Um, but uh, obviously a great player, was a great force uh, in the West, in golf in America. Um, played on the PGA Tour and loved him. And I had found another iron that had the specs that I love, the Hickory Club. And unlike most modern clubs, as David will tell you, obviously, where you can be fit and your shaft can be frequency tested so everyone's the same, Hickories are all individual clubs. So you have to literally look for different clubs, and each one of them is completely different. And when you find one that you like, you try to find other ones that are somewhere in the ballpark. And I had found an iron that I liked and then went online, and lo and behold, I found a 
set of these duplicate McDonald Smith irons made by George Nickel, who was one of the great, great club makers from Levin and Scott. Um, and there was a whole set for sale. And the great thing about these, they were the first sets of clubs that actually had numbers on them. So the club will say, uh, let's, for example, it'll have the number five, but it'll still say mid iron. Or it'll say nine and it'll say, uh, mashing niblick or that kind of thing. And they were all pretty much in the same, uh, swing weight that I wanted, that I liked. And so I went out and got them and that's what I play with now. And I mix in a couple of other favorites. I, I, you know, mix them up, take some out sometimes, take those out sometimes. And it's, uh, it's an unbelievable connection to the game because every time I pick a club and I look down at the club, that's what I see and that's what I feel. I don't hit it like McDonald's did, but that's what I see and that's what I feel. Miss, before we let you go, remind our listeners again, how can they listen to you, your co-host Darren Bunch, and uh, your show Talking Golf Getaways, and then follow you on social media as well? Well, that's it's kind of you, Chris, obviously. Golfnewsnet.com is our home base, but you can... Uh, you know, the other ways, iTunes podcasts and Audio Boom are both big for us and people can rate the show and that helps spread the word so other people can find out about it. Uh, you can find me Twitter and Instagram at Mitch Lawrence. It's L-A-U-R-A-N-C-E and Darren, who's also a great follow. Uh, and you can find him on Twitter at Getaways Golf and on Instagram at Golf Getaways. So there you go. Mitch, it's always a huge thrill for me to get to spend some time with you. Thank you so much for giving a part of your night to come back and be a part of the show. You're fantastic, my friend. Anytime, Chris, and right back at you. There's no place I'd rather be and no place I'd rather talk than right here with you. Ah, I appreciate you. Take care. All the best to you and your family, my friend. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, Chris. See you, Mitch. That's the great Mitch Lawrence, and again, Talking Golf Getaways, and you can find it on golfnewsnet.com, over on Audio Boom, and like he said, just about any place you can consume podcasts, you're going to find it. And uh, he and his brother, Matthew, are uh, two very dear people uh, now in my life that I've gotten to meet through this show, and I can't be thankful enough to both of them for uh, not only for coming on this show, but uh, for mentoring me off the air and uh, being huge supporters, and I am huge supporters of both of theirs as well. All right, before I get to my next guest, David Abelese, I want to give a shout-out to a couple of our sponsors. First, first, folks, you've heard me talking about Clubhub sensors over the last several months. It's the best portable shot tracking and swing analysis golf device out on the market because other shot trackers tell you what happened. Clubhub's going to tell you what happened and why. You can take the progress that you make on the practice tee directly to your rounds with the only device of its kind that can go on the course with you. I have club hub sensors on all of my clubs. They screw right into the tops of your grips. And I can tell you, since I put the club hub sensors on my clubs, I've learned more about my swing and all the data surrounding it than I've learned over the 40 years I've been playing the game. Because not only do you get GPS distances to the hazards and the green, but after your round, you can look back at the images and the layout of every hole on the course that you just played and see exactly where and how far you hit every shot. No other GPS tool on the market captures that and lets you go back and review your round the way the Club Up app does. It's available for Androids or iPhones, and the app keeps track of, the, of your swing speed of every club in your bag, your tempo, your angle of attack, plus you get a 3D view of your swing. No other rangefinder can do all of that for you. Go over to clubhubgolf.com to order your set of Clubhub sensors today and enter the coupon code NEXT to get 10% off on all products at checkout. Again, clubhubgolf.com, enter the coupon code NEXT, and you're going to get the best GPS and swing analysis tool on the market for a great low price, and you're going to see your game in a whole new way.
Folks, I have to tell you how excited I am about the new weapon I have in my golf bag. For the last month now, I've been playing the new M4 driver from TaylorMade. And if you haven't tried the new Twist Face technology, you're missing out. I don't know about you, but I don't hit it in the center of the face every single time. After studying hundreds of thousands of swings from pros and amateurs like us, TaylorMade designed their new drivers to help protect us from our mishits and give us straighter distance. So whether your miss is on the low heel or the high toe, Twist Face helps bring the ball back to center, giving the distance that we want and finding the fairway more often. I'm hitting more fairways than I ever have. The new drivers are the choice of some pretty good golfers that you might recognize. Twist Face is played by Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Jason Day, John Rahm, just to name a few, and dominating the top 10 out on tour. So if you haven't tried Twist Face, go hit it and get fit. It's in the new M3 and M4 drivers and only from TaylorMade. And folks, this segment of the show is brought to you by our friends over at the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show. And now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is David Abelese. He is the CEO of TaylorMade Golf. Let me remind you about his background. He earned his degree in marketing and finance from the University of Connecticut. He joined TaylorMade as their general manager for their Asia-Pacific division, later moved over to be director of sales for North America, left TaylorMade for Titleist and the Yakushnet Company to become vice president of sales and marketing, came back to TaylorMade as their executive vice president and general manager, took over as CEO and president back in February of 2015, and I'm thrilled to have him back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Good evening, David. Thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, Chris. Pleasure to be there here. Thanks a lot. So, David, first of all, it's been an amazing year so far for TaylorMade and your M3 and M4 drivers. Twistface technology, helping guys like like I mentioned here a moment ago, Justin Rose, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, and most recently Jason Day to get wins on tour. And we see how far Tiger's hitting it nowadays. So, you know, when you had joined me right before the PGA Merchandise Show earlier this year, you said, you know what, we're going to come out with something that's going to change drivers forever. And boy, have you. Yeah, Chris, thanks. You know, I'm inspired just listening to give us a little bit of a plug at the break and then coming in with all these terrific athletes that are playing new M3s and M4s. And yeah, I recall specifically our conversation just prior to the PGA show. And you could probably tell in my voice at that time that uh, we were pretty excited, uh, and that might be an understatement, uh, about this new technology we were about to bring to golfers uh, at every skill level uh, in every area around the world because, as most of your listeners are probably aware, TaylorMade has a history of bringing advanced innovation into driver technology and other categories as well, but certainly leading with driver technology that over time has really reshaped the landscape of modern-day driver design. So whether it was from persimmon or laminated woods. I was listening to, to your segment with Mitch earlier talk about the history of golf club development, which was interesting, uh, into metal woods, which is really the foundation of TaylorMade back in 1979, into thin wall, thin cast wall titanium, into movable weight technology, into flight control, which is adjustable face angle and loft, into multi-material thermal composites, which really was the original M1, now all the way into twist face. It's pretty amazing how far we've come, but... Amidst all of these innovations, 
all of these new technologies and features that help golfers play better, and candidly, that's the mission of our company. Our goal is to help golfers play better golf. Twistface technology in my 25 years in this business is the most advanced technical revolution that the industry has ever seen in Metalwoods, and it does precisely what you described, Chris. We have studied hundreds of thousands of shots, tracking shot data from player profiles uh, at every handicap level across the spectrum, and have realized that there's a bit of a oblong shape uh, in shot patterns. Most misses are high toe or low heel, and that's not just for average players like myself or perhaps some of your listeners. That's for athletes like Roy McIlroy or Jason Day or Dustin Johnson. And typically what happens when you miss a shot high toe, if you're a right-handed player, you see a hard draw or what we call a tumbler right to left. If you miss a shot low heel, it typically goes low and cuts to the right. Our goal was to take this shot data and design a face so that when you hit it high toe or low heel, again, where 95% of the misses are in every golfer, that we can get the ball not only to go far, we've solved that, but we can get it to go straight. So we've actually twisted the face, ironically, and we've closed the face in the heel and we've opened the face and the toe so that when you hit these shots and miss these shots, ultimately they go straight. And what we've seen in terms of results in this technology, Chris, have been extraordinary. Uh, the athletes that you've mentioned, in fact, I just read some data today, that every one of those athletes from Tiger Woods to Rory McIlroy, to John Rahm, to Justin Johnson, to Jason Day, to Justin Rose, have all increased their driving accuracy by two, three, four, and five percentage points versus prior year's technology. Think about that. That's significant. And on top of that, they're all hitting it further. So we're really, really proud of what M3 and M4 are delivering to golfers, and it's working. So to take that a step further, David, I mean, the, the things you talked about a moment ago, right, you, you've already solved, you know, distance, and you're giving us all more distance with the drivers. Now you're giving us more accuracy. What's left to do, right? How much, how much better can the next generation of the M-Series be if we're hitting it longer, we're hitting it straighter? Where do you go from here? You know, Chris, it's, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. It's a common question that gets asked of our company um, with great frequency. And it's asked of us for one primary reason is we tend to come up with these new concepts um, in a, a more efficient way than most. And so we're very proud of that. Uh, I was asked the other day, given all the USGA requirements and RNA requirements around golf equipment design, how much further can you go? If you asked me that question a decade ago, I'd say we could go a lot further. If you ask me that question today, we can go even further than that because every generation of advanced technology leads to another breakthrough. So, yeah, while we're getting to optimal ball speeds across the face, while we're getting to optimal um, accuracy, we're not really optimized yet. But what we don't have is maximized inertia properties, optimized launch conditions on a consistent basis the way we'd like to. There's a lot of different things we can do, dynamic player testing and convert it into more distance and accuracy and to help golfers play much better than they do today. So while I can't disclose all the engineering that we're working on, what I can share to you, with you and all of your listeners that I'm sure are very interested in what next technology is coming is I can assure you we will have something not only in 2019 but in 2021 that unlock new doors to taking independent variables from launch, speed, and spin and bringing them together so that you can find distance and accuracy moving forward. And we're very, very proud of that. That's, at the, that's really the core of what we do at TaylorMade, which is continue to innovate and find new technologies that take us further. So I don't have any concerns about our ability uh, over the next decade to continue to build products and bring technologies that help every golfer play the game better. 
And David, as I was looking through the equipment, and, and you've got a couple of different ways you can go with the iron sets, right? You can go with the with the longer irons, right, a four iron through the gap wedge in the set. But you can also go a different way by taking out the four, five, and six irons and go with a three, four, five rescue and sort of have a hybrid set. Are you starting to see more players go sort of a mixed bag and get more hybrids in their bags as opposed to having the long irons anymore? Well, Chris, it all depends on the player. And one of the things that we're big advocates of, of TaylorMade, is to go see your local golf professional or go into, I heard you uh, at PGA Superstore is one of your sponsors. Um, go and get fit. I mean, get onto a launch monitor, get into a hitting bay, get out to a practice tee, and have a qualified custom fitter work with you on the appropriate set composition for you. Because set comp in terms of whether it's a flow set, which is what we call a hybrid integrated set, uh, three, four, and five hybrid all the way through your mid irons into your short irons is one way to go. You can go with one or two hybrids, not three. You can go with one hybrids, not three, not four. There's a lot of different ways to do this. And really what's happening is great fitters are utilizing all these technical options. And they're customizing those to the playing needs of the given player. So one could be how you want to create your set composition. Higher handicappers tend to have a little bit more difficult time getting the ball in the air with longer irons. So I'm sure some of your listeners are saying, yep, that's me. I get it. Three and four irons are very difficult for me to get up in the air. So hybrids are low CG hybrids. They're, they're mixed between metalwoods and irons, which help the ball go up in the air, and it's much more forgiving. So that's a wonderful way to go. We see some mid-handicappers that put a hybrid in place but still want to play a five, six, and seven iron through their short irons. Uh, and then we see some better players that stay with traditional set compositions or bring in UDI-type products, which is what we call the ultimate driving iron products, available in a P790 iron, which is one of our real hot products right now, that work as well. So there isn't, I think the key here is, Chris, there isn't one solution uh, for every player. And we've been leading this custom revolution literally for the past decade, ensuring that every golfer that wants to optimize his or her performance really should go get fit and understand what their ball speeds are, what shaft flex they need, uh, ultimately what length or lie angle they need to build into their respective sets. So it really optimizes the way they play because there really isn't any one type of play consistently across all golfers to play golf. And even if you correlate this back to some of the best players in the world that you mentioned before, each one of them is fit specifically into what works for them or, importantly, what works for them in the golf course setup that they're playing. So John Rahm at Augusta isn't playing the same set comp that he might play at Shinnecock, nor is Dustin, nor is Jason. They move products in and out of their bags contingent upon the golf course setup and certainly how they're playing in a given week. So to that end, David, when you talk about the, the, the best players in the world coming in and out of different uh, different types of equipment, are they going different types of irons? Are they doing going different types of setup when you talk about more hybrids, less hybrids? Talk about what what are they switching in and out just to, you know for us to get an idea of how the best players in the world might be changing from week to week based on course condition. Yeah, right. So obviously the best players in the world, one of the one of the variables or characteristics that defines great players is that they're very consistent, right? Which is they can hit shots with almost every club in their bag and be able to hit them in a consistent way, distance, launch, uh, accuracy, uh, how they want to work the ball right to left. Um, but contingent upon course setup, uh, guys will really move around. They move around higher lofted fairways, fairway woods to lower lofted fairway woods. Sometimes they put 
a three wood in the bag and a five wood. Sometimes they take the five wood out and just carry the three wood and replace the five wood at a hybrid or a driving iron. Typically, their mid irons, anything from a, a four or five iron all the way through their wedges stays the same. They don't really move because those are the scoring products, right? Um, but anything really below that, excluding the driver, can be moved in and out. And we see that with great frequency. So at Augusta, um, our players obviously like to turn the ball right to left on certain holes. I think of number 10. I think of number 13. Uh, certainly on 15 is a bit different, but you still can turn it off the right side there and get a little bit further down so you can get home in two. Um, but when you think about those holes, it's easier to turn a three-wood over than it perhaps it would be hitting, you know, another club in your bag at that point in time. So the guys will move in and out of certain products contingent upon what the course setup is. But really more importantly, when we go back to average golfers, um, average, I say mid-handicap golfers that are trying to look for game improvement, um, the more forgiveness you can find with a set comp that's been customized for you, the better off you'll play. So Really, that's the beauty of TaylorMade. We offer interchangeability across different product courts, portfolios to help you play better. David, a couple more before we let you go. And I've also switched over to the TaylorMade Spider Putter. And, and my good friend Jim Everett, yeah. former Rams Pro Bowl quarterback, was kind enough to go on Twitter and show the world what my putting was like before I got the Spider Putter. But I, I love yeah. the weight and stability of the head of the spider putter. It, it feels to me like my, you know, I'm getting more consistency, you know, in my putting stroke now with that putter than I was with the other putters that I've been using. What kind of feedback are you getting from players that have uh, come over to the spider putter? Yeah, Chris, we're seeing that feedback uh, in a pretty consistent manner from all of those who have played spider on tour, uh, better playing amateurs, and importantly, uh, golfers uh, around the world. Spider has become, uh, on almost a week-to-week basis right now, the number one model on the PGA Tour in play. And we have two versions of it. We have the original Spider, which is the red product. Uh, we have it in a couple of different colors now, a Tour Platinum, which is silver, and a black one as well. And then we also have what we just launched called the Spider Mini, which is a little bit smaller version, a little bit more compact head. But what's working for most in the putter are the inertia properties. So this is another... Uh, technical term that some of your listeners may be aware of, but inertia or moment of inertia is a club's resistance to twisting at impact. And it's essentially a measure of stability. And so when you can have a putter that is such high inertia, has such high inertia values as spider, um, that has that type of stability, the likelihood of keeping the ball online is, is more likely than it would be in a lower inertia product. And the reason Jason Day, who in my mind right now is the best putter in the world, uh, and the statistics strokes gained in putting uh, would prove that out as well. The reason he originally went into Spider, and then subsequently Dustin went into it, um, and then everybody else that I've, I've talked about today has either been in Spider or is in Mini Spider now, uh, what makes it the, the number one putter on tour in terms of the model usage, they have all said the same thing. The stability of the putter is unbelievable. I just make my normal putting stroke, and the putter stays right square to center line, which is great, which means you're going to get the ball online and you're going to hold more putts. The other thing you mentioned is feel. It's got such incredible feel. It comes off the face. Uh, we have an insert called pure roll. So the other thing in putting that is critically important is that that golf ball gets rolling immediately off the face. If a golf ball skids off the face, it's, it has a higher likelihood to get offline. You don't want a golf ball in the air off your putter. You want it on the ground and rolling on the green as quickly as you can. Pure roll gets the ball rolling faster than any other insert uh, in the game of golf right now. So when you talk about a high inertia, highly stable putter with a pure roll insert that gets the ball rolling 
combined with a polymer insert material, which gives you incredible feel, we believe we've designed one of the greatest putters that's ever been been built. And as a net result, you know, the proof ultimately is in how many putts you make and the feedback we're getting, yours and, and millions of golfers around the world that continue to look to Spider for their solution uh, in putting. It's, it's coming to fruition for us, and we've become a major force in the putter business, and we're really excited about that. David, let's talk a little bit about golf balls before we let you go. And uh, um, tailor-made golf balls have become our go-to golf ball. My son, I think I was telling you last time, is who's finishing up his junior year in, in high school and playing co- high school golf. Uh, and he's got a much higher swing speed than I do. Boy, he loves the TP5X and the TP5. I've been playing the Project A golf balls, which you've also improved this year. Remind our listeners how to decide what the right golf ball is for them and the things that you've done to uh, take the uh, Project A's to the next level. Yeah, so it, it's really simple, and I would just categorize TP5 and TP5X. Those are five-piece cast urethane multi-layer golf balls. That is the most premium, high-technology performance golf ball that TaylorMade makes. The X is for higher swing speed players, uh, and the uh, TP5 is for moderate swing speed players. Uh, they are unequivocally the finest golf balls in the world. Um, in my opinion, they're certainly played by, and, and you know they're played by Jason Day and Dustin Johnson and Justin Rose and Rory McIlroy. In fact, Rory McIlroy came to TaylorMade, not just because of our equipment technology, but primarily because of our golf ball. Works better in the wind, launches slightly higher, goes further, and feels incredible around the greens. And the five-piece construction really enabled us to unlock distance off the tee and still incredible short game feel and great putting uh, ability on the greens. The Project A ball, Chris, is fantastic. That's an amateur golf ball. Um, it's um, it's a three-piece construction, also a European golf ball. And that golf ball is built a little bit more for distance, and you compromise just a little bit of feel. Not as much uh, as you would in an ionomer or what we call a Serlin golf ball, but certainly you don't get as much feel and spin as you would with a product like TP5 and TP5X on the short iron. So they're both incredible golf balls. Project A is really built uh, for a tour-quality platform, but with the amateur in mind, and the TP5 and TP5X are really for every golfer looking for optimized distance and performance. You cannot compromise anything with TP5 or TP5X. And, and David, speaking of the Project A golf balls, and just in time for Father's Day, you've got a special package of six of those golf balls with dadisms printed on them, which yeah. I got a huge kick out of. Talk about those and where that inspiration came from. Yeah, you know, it's pretty cool. We, you know, as much as serious as we are, and you can probably tell by the tone and intensity in my voice around golf equipment, and we love to talk about golf equipment and golf balls at TaylorMade. It's what we do, and we're very, very fortunate to be able to do it. Um, one of the things we really try to do with customers uh, is give them the opportunity to have some fun with our products as well. I mean, a game of golf is so much fun. I think uh, the entire community of golf, every player population that I get to engage with uh, everywhere around the world just loves this game the way you and I do and the way your listeners do. And from time to time, want some, want some personalization approach or customization approaches to their products. Uh, and in this case, during Father's Day, and I think about my dad in this context, you know, put some dadism, some, some fun beliefs, and, and customize and personalized approaches to your golf ball. You can simply go to TaylorMadeGolf.com, look up Project A Dadisms, and see what's going on and, and have a lot of fun with this. And, and what a wonderful gift for your dad to give him a, a three-piece urethane golf ball uh, from, from your son or from your daughter. For a guy that loves the game of golf, there is no better gift than that, other than maybe an M3 or an M4 driver. But um, but it's a, it's a ton of fun, and so we're having a lot of fun with it. Go online and, 
and have your listeners check it out. It's wonderful. We'll have them to your doorstep as quickly as we possibly can. And, uh, and, and we're all going to enjoy that and have some fun with dads on Father's Day. David, let our listeners know, how can they stay up to date with all the great things you guys are doing, whether it's online or it's over social media? Yeah, uh, thanks, Chris. TaylorMadeGolf.com is our website, and everything you need to know there is uh, centrally located. The website's terrific. Uh, it's super interactive, and you can get any information you want about our products, our athletes, or importantly, our company and our care for our customers. So that's number one. Um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, as well as Twitter, at uh, TaylorMadeGolf. Real simple. And uh, it, the beauty of that is you can follow these real-time technologies and these real-time athletes. Uh, in real time as as we work through tour events and, and certainly product launches. So I hope your listeners get a chance to engage with us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, provide us feedback of what you think about our company, our products, our athletes, and we'll get back to you right away. We're highly interactive with everybody. David, thank you so much for taking time out of your night to come back and be a part of the show. I always enjoy sitting back and listening to you talk about the great things that you guys are doing and the innovations you have uh, currently and, and maybe a little bit of a peek under the tent for what's coming down the road. Thanks for being here, and I uh, hope you'll do it again real soon. Chris, you got it. Thanks again. And for everything you do for golf, we appreciate it. Love listening to you. Thanks, David. All the best to you and your family, my friend. We'll catch up soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Likewise. See you, Dave. That's David Abelese, and again, he is the president and CEO of TaylorMade Golf. Fantastic stuff, folks. And just uh, to give you a, a quick uh, a peek under the tent, what's on the Project A golf balls with the dadisms? They we got uh, what is that? Uh, about six or seven of them. They say tea time is me time. Do you think I'm made of money? Back in my day, life isn't fair. Go ask your mother. Put down your phone. How great is that, right? Great gift for Father's Day, and I think those are fantastic. And again, I'm playing the Project A golf balls now, and uh, I love them. I just, I, I think the the distance and the feel that I get are fantastic. And my son is playing the TP5X again. He swings much faster than I do, uh, but uh, we love both golf balls. Those are the first thing when we were switching, uh, you know, looking around at uh, different uh, products to to get really involved with. The first thing that we switched to David's point. Or to the, to the tailor-made golf balls. Just love them. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Look forward to getting David back on the show again real soon. All right, before I get to my next guest, PGA Pro Jason Hayes, I want to remind you about a couple of our sponsors. First, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Par Bar. Energy and focus on the course are essential, whether you're playing on tour and your club championship or just your weekend four ball with your buddies. Par Bar, the golfer's nutritional bar, can help you with both of those things, energy and focus. Eat some before you get to the first tee and the rest every three holes until you're finished, and you're going to play with more energy and focus to win. Par Bar was developed by a lifelong golfer and a food scientist to help all golfers play their best. Go online to parbargolf.com and order yours today. We're also excited to be partnering with the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. All of Ben Hogan irons and wedges are handcrafted one at a time in their Fort Worth, Texas factory. No mass production, no shortcuts. You can order custom-made irons, wedges, hybrids, and more at BenHoganGolf.com. They build their clubs to your specification, and best of all, they charge you a a fraction of the typical retail price. Check out their complete line of forged irons, wedges, utility irons, hybrids, bags, and accessories by going online to BenHoganGolf.com. We're also proud to be partnering with Russ Holden and the folks over at Caddy for a Cure. One of the most unique opportunities in the world of professional golfers is available to you through Caddy for a Cure. Spend a day inside the ropes with one of the world's best players as their caddy. It's a fantastic way to have the time of your life. 
while supporting our wounded service members and Fanconi Anemia. You're going to get to walk side-by-side with your tour player experiencing professional golf as an insider. In addition to the amazing experience you're going to have, you're going to get a fantastic gift package from Caddy for a Cure, which includes Under Armour logoed apparel and an eyewear package, a tour-grade caddy bib suitable for autographs and framing, a tin-cup ball-marking gift, chef's cut real jerky, and professional photographs from your day. Go online to caddyforacure.com. That's C-A-D-D-Y-F-O-R-A-C-U-R-E, caddyforacure.com, to learn more. Now joining me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Jason Hayes. Let me give you some background on Jason. He's from Tucumcari, New Mexico. He attended the New Mexico Military Institute in Roswell, New Mexico. Yes, that Roswell. We'll talk about that in a minute. He earned a certification as a PGA professional from the PGA of America back in 1998. He's been the vice president of the Northern Texas PGA section since 2016. He also served as the president of the Northern Texas PGA West chapter in 2012 and 13. Jason has been recognized with several awards. He's won the Bill Straussberg Award, which is the top honor given by the Northern Texas PGA West Texas chapter. He won that award in 2005. 7, 8, and 2016. He was the chapter's golf professional of the year in 2011, 12, and 13, and teacher of the year in 2009 and 2010. He was the merchandiser of the year for private clubs in the Northern Texas PGA West chapter in 2004 and 2006. He was the manager of the year in 1998 for the Four Star Golf Corporation while at Scott Park, and he won the Northern Texas PGA Western Championship in 2010. He helped start up and coach the golf program at Angelo State University, which is a Division II school, and he helped get that program to national prominence in only their second year of existence. He's been the director of golf at clubs like Fair Oaks Country Club, San Angelo Country Club, and last October, he moved over to Buffalo Dunes up in Garden City, Kansas, and I'm honored to have Jason with me here tonight on Next on the Tee. Hey, Jason, thanks for coming on the show. Chris, how are you this evening? I'm fantastic, Jason. It's been a great show so far, and I'm glad you're a part of it. Thank you for joining me. Well, third time is a charm. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. So, Jason, i got to ask you, New Mexico Military Institute, being in Roswell, New Mexico, ever see anything you couldn't explain in the sky while you were there? Well... You know, when we would get an east or west wind, we would get some uh, some nice smells coming in from uh, some of the dairies around town, but I never saw anything <laughs> that you really couldn't explain away, I guess. Um, that was a uh, that was a fun time uh, playing golf there at New Mexico Military Institute, and um, I actually uh, got to go back there this March. Um, one of the roles that I've got to help out with since moving up to Garden City is uh, I'm kind of a volunteer assistant coach for the uh, Garden City Community College golf team. And uh, our first tournament of the spring was there, and it was kind of fun uh, going back and, and seeing the school and the golf course. And obviously there's some great uh, Mexican food in Roswell, so we uh, had plenty of that. And Jason, when I was doing the research on you, I, I read that your father introduced you to the game of golf at the age of three. What's the story behind getting started so young? You know, my my mom and dad were educators, and we moved around a lot, and it was just something that my dad kind of introduced me to the game. Um, I uh, I just kind of fell in love with it. Uh, 
kind of introduced me to the game in, uh, in like you said, in Tucumcari. Um, and then we, uh, we kind of moved away to, uh, East Texas and then, uh, uh, kind of bounced around. And then, uh, my parents actually, my dad actually grew up in a small town called Deming, New Mexico, east of Las Cruces. And I think I was in fifth grade. And I actually, my, my first job was at the golf course. We would get paid, uh, a dollar fifty for, uh, picking, uh, the range. Uh, five-gallon bucket of balls, and um, the the golf pro there, his name is uh, James Williams. He's still there, and uh, I talk to him kind of on a regular basis every every month or so, check in and stuff. And that's where uh, um, I was really introduced to the game. Um, played uh, my eighth grade and fresh freshman year in high school there. Um, then we moved, actually, we moved away to a town called Animus, New Mexico, which is down in the boot hill. Um, and they're famous for, uh, I was part of a football team that won 69 games in a row and, and uh, several state wow. championships in a row. Then we, we were there for a year and then we moved to, I uh, actually graduated from Socorro High School, Socorro, New Mexico. My, we, my dad was my high school principal and, and, uh, from there ended up in Roswell and then uh, after Roswell ended up back in uh, Deming, New Mexico as the assistant golf pro for James. So, so, was a, so Jason, talk about, you know, at, at what point did you decide, you know, through the course of all the things that you've done, you know what, PGA professional teaching the game, that's what, that's the direction I really want to go in. What led you down that path to decide teaching was it for you? You know, just, just being involved and, and watching people, um, just, you know, trying to make the game of golf more enjoyable. Um, you know, you give somebody a golf lesson and, uh, they're really excited, uh, to uh, tell you about how their next round was. Um, and it's, it's just something I've always enjoyed, um, from, you know, from junior golf to, um, high school, college, um, to just the everyday average player you, you just you want to make the game more enjoyable because it is i always like to say it's a character building sport um it can uh it can bring out the best in you or it can bring out the worst in you in times and and you know we want to make the game as, as enjoyable as possible and you know player development is i think the key and to that end, Jason, when you're talking about making the game more enjoyable, and you've done a lot of programs and a lot of work with junior golfers, how do you make the game more enjoyable and more exciting for them and keep them involved in the game? No, it's it's just it's being creative, um, thinking outside the box a little bit. Um, you know, you the the other thing I think that doesn't happen a whole lot. It's it's starting to happen more and more. Is you you've got to get your juniors out on the golf course sooner. Um, you know, you're, you, a lot of guys will have a junior clinic, you know, two or three times during the summer and, and those kids are on the range and hitting golf balls and, and that's their only experience. Um, you know, we'll, we'll hit golf balls a couple of days and then we'll, you know, we'll go out on the golf course and, and let them play, whether it be with a real golf ball, um, with our, our itty bitties as I call them, we'll have them hit tennis balls. Um, we use the snag golf equipment. Um, just, just make it enjoyable. Um, and it's not about, um, you know, we, we try to make it not about a score or anything at that age. We, we just want them to, uh, 
to have fun. Um, you know, that, that kind of probably leads right into PGA uh, Junior League Golf. Um, that's been one of the greatest uh, things that the PGA has done in the last, you know, 10 years. And Jason, as as you start having your junior players starting to play in tournaments, how do you help them deal with, you know, starting to play in front of crowds for the first time and handling tournament pressure for the first time? You know, we 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 try to create some scenarios or some environments where we put a little pressure on um, on the player, whether it be you know, we've, we're going to hit this chip shot and you've got to get up and down from this, this position. And if you don't, you, you owe me five push-ups or you owe me five sit-ups. Um, the other side of that equation is if they do, um, I tend to do a lot of push-ups and a lot of sit-ups from time to time. Um, <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's about making it fun and, 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 you know, just, keeping it fun tournament golf or playing golf in front of a crowd can be a little difficult and you know we're we're always trying to um just just create a situation or environment where where they have to have a little pressure on themselves jason i want to get some playing lessons for for our listeners and as a guy who played and taught in New Mexico and Western Texas and now in Kansas, I'm sure you've dealt with lots of windy conditions. You've probably been playing in it your whole life. For those of us who, who it doesn't can't blow hit up here the in Tiger Kansas. Stinger, what's that? I said it doesn't blow in Kansas at all. So Is that right? There's there's no there's no wind up here. <laughs> For for those of us who you know can't hit the you know the low scream or the Tiger Stinger, you know what should we do? If we're if we're find ourselves out in a in a windy condition, whether it's a headwind or a crosswind, what what can we do differently or better to make sure that we hit good golf shots and we're not hitting things that are ballooning up into the wind and you know we're losing distance? You know the probably the easiest and simple thing is to take more golf club. You know just because the player has hit a wedge once in their life 150 yards, they think that they can hit it 150 yards all the time. Um, you know, a lot of times you can take an eight iron or a seven iron or a nine iron and and choke up on the golf club a little bit, play a little more in the in the center of your stance, uh, make a full golf swing, and that ball is going to come off a little bit lower. You can control it a little bit better. Um, you know, and then there's then there's some some uh, other tricks. You know, if if you can can get a little more weight on your left side or you know have your spine a little more on top of the golf ball, you're obviously going to hit it with a little more descending blow, um, trap it a little bit more, get it to come out a little bit lower. So, um, you know, the, the, the best thing is, is, uh, grab your, uh, local PGA professional and just say, Hey, come watch me hit golf balls for 10, 15 minutes. And I'm trying to hit this shot. What do you, what do you think? And can you help me out? And, and uh, I'm going to say nine times out of 10, the golf pro is going to actually go out there and, and help because that's, you know, that's, that's what we want to do. It's what we enjoy doing. Talk about from, you know, a hundred yards in, right? Cause typically from a hundred yards in, we've got a, a sand wedge or some sort of wedge in our hand, but it, again, into the wind, whether it's a headwind or a crosswind. Now we got, you know, a club that's got a lot of loft. Is there a different strategy 
we should be using from the shorter distances? Should we play more bump and run? What's a, strategically, what should we be doing differently in a high wind situation when we've got a shorter shot with a higher lofted club? You know, the, the, the first thing, again, I would go back and, and say, is, is that club the, the correct one? I mean, are we going to try to hit a um, 70, 80, 90-yard uh, low shot headwind crosswind with a sand wedge that your most lofted club in the bag is going to launch at the highest. Um, you know, there's a lot of things. I, I like wedges and nine irons. Um, I mean, you can dial the face open on a nine iron, add a little bit of loft, and still kind of control that trajectory. Um, you know, I, I'm of the opinion golf is, you know, meant to be played on the ground. It's not meant to be played up in the air, even though those shots um, look good. Um, you know, if you if if you've got a big crosswind or you're you've got a big headwind and you've got some open area in front of the the green, the approach opens up. There's nothing wrong with taking a seven or eight iron, landing it, you know, five, six, seven yards toward the green and, and bouncing it up into the middle of the green. And speaking of the green, when we're on the green, is there anything we should be doing differently with our putting stroke or the setup of the golf ball when we're in windy conditions? You know, I, I like to, uh, um, obviously we're going to widen our stance a little bit. Um, you're going to kind of have to hunker down. Um, but I still, you know, especially when the conditions get tough, whether it's wind, rain, um, one of the things that I like my students to focus on the most is, is the rhythm of their stroke. Um, most of the times, or at least in my experience, uh, people are going to get kind of a really long backswing and kind of decelerate. And one of the things I, I kind of preach the opposite, um, I want a little bit shorter uh, swing and I want to see some more acceleration through the golf ball. Um, but I want them to do that in, in a rhythmical manner, whether it's, you know, you, you can use the analogy of a metronome. Um, I actually have, you know, there's a million apps out there. I've actually got one called Metro Timer that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll sit there and we'll, we can dial it up or down, uh, so many beats per minute and actually try to get them to, uh, create a stroke that's, uh, similar to, to that beat that they're hearing and, and that takes care of a lot of it. I don't know if that kind of makes sense or not, but, um, the rhythm of the golf, of the, of the putting stroke, I think is huge and doesn't get, um, talked about enough. Jason, talk about the golf course you're at now, Buffalo Dunes. So, um, I guess I was at San Angelo Country Club for uh, 17 years. Um, I uh, took the job at Buffalo Dunes um, last uh, uh, October, and um, it's a municipal golf course. It's the number two municipal golf course in the state of Kansas. Um, our golf course superintendent, his name is Clay Payne. He came from uh, uh, Bally Neal in uh, Colorado, and he's fantastic. Um, the the city of Garden City is, I mean, golf is is definitely on their radar. We have a, uh, a big AJGA event uh, at the end of June called the Kansas Junior Open. Um, we have the longest uh, running pro-am in Kansas called the uh, Southwest Kansas Pro-Am, and then probably the, the coolest thing is we have a, a ladies LPGA Symmetra Tour event in uh, called the Garden City Charity Classic in September, 
and um, the last uh, three or four winners of uh, the Charity Classic have gone on to get their LPGA Tour card, and it's it's uh, it's pretty cool to be you know have those events um, uh, kind of flagship events for us and for the city of Garden City, um, a town of about 40,000 people in southwest Kansas. Um, it is a big, big golf area, big golf town. Jason, be, before we let you go, talk about, you know, if you have some things coming up here in the next month or two that uh, the people in that area need to go on, online, check out, and, uh, you know, able to come out and take a look at, uh, at Buffalo mm-hmm. Dunes? You know, we've got, uh, obviously, we've got our uh, AJG event at the end of June, June 25th through the 29th, um, and it's definitely open to the public. Uh, we have some really, really solid players that, that uh, come from around the country. Um, we've got our city championship in July. Um, we there's a lot of programming uh, that we've uh, that we're doing. Um, probably one of the things I'm most excited about is uh, starting uh, the 31st uh, this coming Thursday. Um, it's going to be we're calling it uh, Junior Golf Day at, at Buffalo Dunes. Um, it's going to be kind of reserved that morning uh, for the kids. Um, green fee for uh, anyone 21 and under is seven dollars. Um, and then our, you know, if you want to, if you're a junior and you, and you want to take out a yearly membership, it's a hundred dollars for the year, which is unbelievable. And that's, that's kind of an avenue that, uh, um, I wouldn't necessarily say has underperformed, but it's definitely something that, that we are going to, uh, uh, grow and, uh, Buffalo Dunes is, is definitely going to be a junior golf mecca, hopefully here in the next two or three years. So, Jason, let our listeners know, how can they stay up to date with all the great things that you're doing, whether it's online or it's over social media? So, um, you can go to our website, uh, buffalodunes.org, um, and they can follow us, uh, City of Garden City on Twitter, uh, our Facebook page, Buffalo Dunes, uh, 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 Twitter, uh, Buffalo Dunes uh, Facebook page, um, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, jhayespga, or uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, hayesjasonpga. And um, you know, we there's definitely some avenues where we can uh, get some information out. So um, it's uh, it's going to be an exciting summer, at least up here. So. Well, there you go. Jason, thank you so much for taking time out of your night and, and coming and being a part of the show. It was great having you here. I hope you'll come back and do it again sometime. Absolutely, Chris. I appreciate it. Um, like I said, third time's a charm. Um, look forward to uh, running into you uh, in the near future. And, uh, um, again, uh, it's, it's always fun listening to you. Um, the show is uh, fantastic, and, um, you know, you're uh, great for golf and, and, and like uh, – David said earlier, thank you for everything that you do for the game and uh, promoting the game and all that stuff. So I really, really appreciate your time and and, uh, appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for that very much, Jason. Take care. All the best. You and your family. We'll catch up soon. Sounds good. Thank you. See you, Jason. That's Jason Hayes. And again, uh, he spells his last name H-A-S-E. So it's uh, when you're looking him up online or on social media, that's, uh, that's how you'll find him. 
Uh, it's great to have him as part of the show and uh, doing some great things out there in Kansas. And uh, hopefully we get the privilege of having him back on the show again real soon. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the T. Our sincere thanks again go out to Mitch Lawrence, David Abelese, and Jason Hayes for joining me tonight. Please give me your thoughts. Check out our page on Facebook, Next on the T with Chris Mascaro. Share your comments with me there. Plus, if you've got a question for one of our future guests or someone who's been on the show, please let me know. We'll be glad to try to get that those questions answered for you. Please also check out our website, nextonthetea.net, to see who some of our future guests are going to be. Plus there you can stream or download any of our archive episodes. It links you right back to our page over on Podbean, and we can't thank our good friends on Podbean enough for for uh, their support. Uh, we're, we're featured right there in, in their golf section. It means a great deal to us. They're fantastic folks. And if you love podcasts against you know across any genre, please go, go check it out, podbean.com, or download the Podbean app. Please also check out our sister show on the football side, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host Bob Lazari and our announcer Joe Lajanusa. That show airs live every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can stream it live right here on Blog Talk Radio, and that show like this one also available over on Podbean and on iHeartRadio as well. On Thursday Night Tailgate, we're joined every week by five NFL legends sharing their stories from their playing days and giving us their insights into what's going on around the NFL today. Plus, we highlight two players every week in our Spotlight on the Positive segment that are doing great things in their communities. You can find that show, like I say, online at ThursdayNightTailgate.com. This show, next on the T.net. Folks, thanks again for choosing to listen to this show today. We know you got hundreds of podcasts and, and shows you have the opportunity to listen to. We really appreciate the fact that you are making Next on the T one of them. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the T with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members go to tell their stories Join us the same time every Tuesday to hear more stories about the game we love from people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf. It's all about the great game of golf.